I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I talk to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, politicians, businessmen and women, and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today, I'm talking to two remarkable individuals who are joining me from Lutsu, the award-winning film that tells the story of a Maltese fisherman struggling to maintain his family traditions in a world that is working against him. Lutsu opened at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival, where the lead character, Jesmark, a fisherman from Sujui, a fisherman from Sujui, won the World Cinema Dramatic Special Jury Award for acting for his debut performance. Since then, Lutsu has won awards at prestigious film festivals around the world, including the Boston and Sofia International Film Festivals. I'm joined right here in the studio by Lutsu lead Jesmark Shakluna and screen partner Michaela Faruja. So welcome to the interview. Thank you so much for being with me, guys. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's, a, it's so cool to have you here. This film is stunning. Let's r- jump right in. It's stunning for so many reasons. And we're going to talk about the film in a minute. But first up, so how much more emotional... And relevant is it to you that the film has come home? The biggest thing for it coming home is the fact that it's in the native native Maltese language and managed to go on tour around the world, not affecting any audience that the fact in that it's Maltese, just with English subtitles, obviously. And I think that's a big milestone for the Maltese film industry, for the local productions, not for the foreign productions that come to Malta. And also, Alex was insanely good at uh, making sure that there was a lot of authenticity in the film. So there were moments where it would just be us laughing and the rest of the audience, some moments, some phrases, some little things would just go over their heads. And it's because it's so authentic um, certain moments of it are so authentic, so purely Maltese, if, if so that makes moments, any sense. So there's moments, but if you are not Maltese, you might not necessarily understand it. But, but Jesmark, you just mentioned about the language, because the Maltese language, Ima de Fichli Hafna, and there are not that many people who speak Maltese around the world. Some words are going to be even difficult for the younger generation, because Alex wrote the script in English, and never really translated it to Maltese. This was done at that minute, just before we shot everything. Whoa, whoa, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. You read the script in English? The script was in English. We had a person who was a translator from English to Maltese, which I really used to fight with, (laughs) because she had a certain way of teaching the lines, and I had my own way, which worked out but he specifically wrote it in English he used to give it to us in the last minute he used to change it from the evening to the morning and it was translated literally not even before sometimes during the shoot you would see it he would point out what words he wanted to come out or what's meaning and it was translated on the go and so, of course, when you're talking about Alex, you're talking about Alex is the director. As yes. the director, yeah. And he speaks Maltese? No. No, he just learned one word. Bye. We just managed to <laughs> teach him one word. 
So he doesn't actually know what you're saying. No. He used to understand because he he spent a lot of time with us and he spent a lot of time in Malta. Uh, he has all his family literally in Malta except his parents and brothers, sisters. But he never really would understand, you know, 100%. <laughs> in fact, sometimes he used to be like, what did they say? And Michaela is a country girl like me and my cousin, who we're like fishermen. She's practically a farmer, apart from being an actress. So between us, the words were quite fluent and she understood the words we used, which are like really Maltese. Except for the fishing words. In fact, I had to be really careful because um, the Sijiwi dialect is very close to... To, to my dialect, to the Bahria dialect, and my, my character couldn't have a dialect. But however, Alex used to, I mean, he was the type of director that we could go up to him and tell him like, listen, maybe I'm gonna say this like this instead. And he would allow us, you know. That's a huge amount of trust. Yes. We're gonna come to the awards, we're gonna come to the premiere, we're gonna come to the, the general release, all of that in a minute. But let's stay with this, because Michaela, I'm gonna ask you a few questions in a minute. Before that, I want to just ask some big questions <laughs> to Jesmark, and I'm pretty sure everybody has asked you this question, but I'm gonna ask you in the Trudy way. Are you really a fisherman from Sujui? Yes. I mean, like a real fisherman, fisherman? Yes. Okay, so that's what you do. That's my main job, never a backup job. But you won the World Cinema Dramatic Special Jury Award in acting for your debut performance. Right? Is that true? Yes. This is incredible. So uh, tell me how this all started, because you must still be pinching yourself. I know Alex spent two years on and off following and shadowing you in order to be able to write this story. But how did that even that come about? So one fine day, I took a day off from fishing and being a fisherman, my cousin was coming in from his fishing trip and I went to meet him at our lapsi. And these two guys come down. Me and my cousin are debating who are these two weird guys looking at us, talking about us. It was pretty clear they were talking about us. Who are these two? Hmm. And I was like, another minute and I'll ask them. And one of these comes up, the casting director. And he was like, because I have this director with me, he's new to the job and he's from America, but his parents are Maltese, he wants to do a project. And... A whole story, and all we heard was, he wants to do an audition for you guys, and he's willing to pay you. He's going to pay us. Yes, yes, he's going to pay you now, and we go do an audition, come back, and then uh, we'll see. Okay. Me and my cousin looked at each other. Okay, he's going to pay us. Good. We did the audition. We did a particular scene, which is in the film as well. They left. We gave them our contact numbers. But you'd never acted before? No. Okay. They come back after two months contacts me and we were like this is all a joke we get approached by people like i want to do a photo shoot and this and that they never really come through and he came back after two months and he called me and he was like that's my back uh, from all the auditions i did you two are going to be my fisher are you still up for the job and we're like yeah sure he came met us a whole big discussion and from there everything started Everything started, and you make this sound really easy. You're like, everything just started. No, it wasn't but, you, easy. but you haven't acted before. So 
how did you get into this job? How did you take it on board? How did this enable you to perform in an award-winning film? Not perform, but lead in an award-winning film. I never really knew until the last two months that I was going to have the lead role on my own. At first, it was me and my cousin acting out the lead role together. But it all changed. I think he always knew, but he never wanted to tell me. I think it's one of his, like, tricks to get someone into character. But this is an incredible story. This is an amazing story. Where does the shadowing come in? Uh, th this idea of being shadowed for, for two years on uh, several days of the week. He used to, like, tell us, when can I come and just even just sit there just ignore me like sit there see what you're doing like one day i remember he came i had my daughter there was my father we just talked he saw me react with my daughter how i acted with her we did rehearsals like let's do this or let's do this but he used to like even fishing he used to come sit there notice everything sometimes not even talk take pictures and then he used to, week after, two days, uh, depends. I took this picture, so how can we evolve this picture? And from there, the scenes used to come out. But was there, was there ever a point where you said to yourself, hang on, I'm a, I'm a fisherman, I don't know what's going on, this, this is a bit, you know, in fairness, a little bit strange, a little bit unusual, this guy is following us, taking pictures, and he's asking me to be in this film. Was there a point where you thought to yourself, I'm a fisherman, I'm not an actor? Or did you just say, I I'm going to give this a go and see what happens? We never knew what's going to happen. Like we, as in, I think even him, Alex, never assumed he was prepared to go to major film festivals and stuff like that. But he never really assumed that it was going to go this big. We used to joke around on set, like, maybe we'll go there, maybe we'll win this, and maybe this will happen. Him being new to the directing, he, he, he was in the film industry, but him being it's his first film, so it was like, we're all new, we're going to see what happens, it comes out, we see it, and we move on. But luck changed, you know, when... <laughs> We're going to come back to that luck and the magic of this film in just a moment. But I've got just a couple more questions I want to just grill you on before I start grilling Michaela as well. At one point, you realized, obviously, that you are playing the lead. And the lead's name is also Jezmark, which I'm assuming is because that was the most simple and most comfortable way to go forward. Did it make a big difference that you were playing a character that was basically you? So he had asked, do you want to keep your name or do you want to change? Like, we can come up with any name you want or you can keep your name. Being new, I was like, nah, keep my name, you know? It doesn't, doesn't really bother me that I used my name, but I think next time I would change my name. But it was a decision he asked me if I want to use it or not. Well, now you've just said next time. So are we going to see Alutsu 2 or are we going to see you acting? Are you, if you've gone back to fishing, are you going to carry on acting? Right now, there's nothing in plan. I'm not working on anything right, right now. Like any opportunity can, can come, up, come up any minute. So I'm willing to take the challenge, you know. 
I, I love this story. Absolutely love this story. Michaela, it's your turn to be grilled. Oh, uh, no. I'm, for sure. I mean, obviously, you are an already an actress, and your story of getting involved in this film is not quite as extraordinary as Jesmark's, but how did you get involved? I was at the Edinburgh Fringe um, doing a show um, called Mara with the New Victorians, and we oh, were yes, yes, we yes. were like ten girls living in like a five-bedroom apartment. It was nuts. People like climbing on top of each other. It was madness. And Edward Said, the casting director, um, messaged me, and he's like, you know, hi, can you? I'm Edward. Blah blah blah. Um, would you like to audition for this role? I'm like, okay, sure. So I'm in the corridor, and my friend Tina's holding a light up to my face, and Kaylee is there um, reading the script for me. <laughs> and we're like shouting with everyone, like, be quiet! So I sent myself tapes like that. I got to meet Alex online. When I got back to Malta, I got to meet Jesmark and David, and we had a quick rehearsal. And a few weeks later, I think um, Edward called me and told me that I got the part. This is amazing. <laughs> How did you feel about the film when you knew you had the part? I was in love with the idea on the first, like, upon the first conversation I had with Alex. Like, he told me what he wanted to do. He told me the vision he had for it, um, the outlook he has on Malta, the kind of story he wants to tell, and I just fell in love with it. Why? He did not want to create a postcard. He did not want to create this idyllic reality. He wanted to get down to the nitty gritty and to the reality, not um, romanticizing tradition, but actually looking at it from a very realistic and truthful perspective. Well, that opens up some other questions for me. And before I get to that, when you got on set and working with the crew, the cast and the story, did you have any idea about how magic and how successful this film was going to be. Did you know you were working on something special? I knew I was working on something special, but I find a huge distinction between our idea of success and what I find is actually special and true and, and good. I, I could tell we were doing something great. You know, I, could, I didn't know it was gonna do well and be successful and all of that. That was all a surprise and all a happy coincidence in my eyes. But yeah, I, I was very happy. I, I was sure we were creating something great. Let's go back to what you just said a second ago about creating an authentic story about Malta and not a picture postcard. That's quite a hard story to sell. We're right here in the middle of the Mediterranean. We're in this, we are in a beautiful island, in a beautiful country, in a beautiful place. How do you authentically sell that story and not try to make it more easily accessible than it is? What's the point of the story? I think it's honesty. I think it's not trying to embellish anything, not trying to make anything seem um, like what it's not. So Alex was very careful, even with our language, even with what our characters would do. Something he always told me on set was less, give me less, just don't, don't even try. And, and that's what made it very authentic, I think. Jesmark, for you, the story obviously surrounds an individual who is trying to maintain a family tradition in a modern world when everything else has changed. Is that really a true story? That's not a positive, that's not a hopeful story. I think it was with the story, me being a fisherman struggling. I don't think it's just about a fisherman struggling to keep a family. 
I think you can relate to the to our story, even to someone employed anywhere with a minimum wage and trying to make ends meet, trying to pay the bills, um, having a child or two. Or one thing that made the story was the fact that he used fishing and this guy trying to keep his family and everybody can relate he's not a big fisherman he's not a company owner he's not a manager somewhere he's a normal guy doing a job and he's struggling financially he's struggling with the new rules this is what made it really people like got into the film you know and probably why it's done so well globally because that story transcends nationality location, continents. It's a story that affects a huge part of the global population. He hit the majority of the population yeah. around the world, not just locally or wherever. He hit the majority of the population around the world, which they can relate to. Ah, I'm him in a different way. Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot less about the, the fishing itself. It's a lot more about a 21st century human trying to navigate their way. Fishing just happens to be this person's um, craft. I love that way of looking at the film because it really opens it up to every single audience. Michaela, I have another question for you because of the three leads, you are the only one with acting experience. And you just mentioned this, and I want to come back to what you just said, but in the context of something that you said in an interview with Love in Malta, you said that working with non-actors meant that you had to cut your shit. Yep. What does that mean? It Okay, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I think, well, I do know. I think as actors, we really enjoy indulging in moments and indulging in scenes and like, and I couldn't do that with just Mark and David because it just didn't make sense. When you say indulging, you're talking to a non-actor here. So what does that mean, indulging? Because I'm not it's familiar. In, it means, I guess, um, indulging in the drama of a scene or really indulging in a line or really emphasizing certain things or when in reality we don't talk like that we don't talk like that we don't act like that that's not how real people are um which mind you makes for great movies emphasizing certain things being very dramatic being whatever it's it, it, it does work in certain elements but it had no place in this movie and i felt like it taught me so much it, i felt like it made me a, a, a better actor working with jesmark and david i love jesmark's face there he's like what, me, the non-actor, and are now your face? We were happy, like, okay, maybe she looks okay, like the first time we met her, she looks okay, she looks quite down to it, maybe she can help us around, you know? And with Michaela, she was helpful, like, in her own way, she was like, yeah, let's do it, you know, like, you guys, come on, let's go. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? Like, okay, let's go, you know? She was like... Like us, literally, she was with us. She was a non-actor. And this is the cutting the shit. Yeah. Yeah. I never felt like I was acting around them. Oh, I remember oh. one time Alex was, uh, we had a scene which didn't make it either, but it was something like we had to be like cute on the beach together and stuff. I'm so sorry. I'm still really sorry about that. But what happened? No, nothing special. Just <laughs> I just started throwing rocks at him. <laughs> She was supposed to fake throw rocks, but she forgot she's an actor. So, you know, 
she went back to being like me and David on set. You know, you mentioned just a second ago, Michaela, you knew that there was magic, that this was something very, very special. Coming back, full circle, back to the awards and the success of the film, obviously it has won award after award, nomination after nomination, and we're going to come to that in a second because that's a full team effort. But, Jesmark, how did you find out that you had won this incredible award the World Cinema Dramatic Special Jury Award in acting for your debut performance. How did you find that out? Did it ever cross your mind that you really would have upset other actors? It was a big joke between me and one of the producers when it came to Sundance. Like, it's a big film festival. It's the fifth biggest in the world, if not mistaken. And we were, like, super excited that we just got in Sundance. Like, it's something big. We joked, like, there are six awards, ten films. And I was like, so we have a 50% chance of winning an award. And uh, the husband of the producer was like, no, it doesn't work like that. One film can win all the awards. So when you take that in consideration, there's a lot of math going on, you know? And I was like, yeah, but I like to think it's 50% chance that we win any one of those six awards, not this or that, anyone. And we were like, yeah, maybe, you know, we hope for the best. And I remember, I like to sleep early. Being a fisherman, you know, you wake up early in the morning, and so sleep early in the evening. And around 10-ish in the evening, my phone starts ringing, and I'm like, no, please no. Just drop the call, you know? And I see it's, Alex from the States, and I was like, what's wrong now? Like, should I answer? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's answer. And he's like, have you seen your emails? Like, no, I'm sleeping. You know, I don't see emails when I sleep. I barely see them when I'm awake, let alone when I'm sleeping. And he's like, check your emails. Like, you just won. We just got the news. And they're like, what did we win? What, what, what? And he's like, you, you won, you won. What, what did we win? And I, he, check your emails, check your emails. He's like, sorry, go and check. And he's like, what, like, is this about the film? Like, no, no, you. And I'm reading like once, twice, three times. And my wife's like, what's wrong now? Just go to sleep. And I'm like, I think I won the award, like in, in Sunday. And she's like, what? In the morning, I'm like, what was the call? Really? And I'm checking, like, if I really got the call and I'm checking the email again. Well, up until today, like, see the award there and I'm like but is it sure there's just marketing or is it just you know Michaela he's cute right he's really cute he's just won one of the best awards in filmmaking I know it's insane it's insane like he did such a, an amazing job a huge congratulations for that but a huge congratulations for the film because it, as we said no, it it's a team effort me. it's a team effort but all all even this i believe that even the slightest extra in the film not the crew even the extras mm -hmm. were important we have scenes where if the extras weren't good the scene wouldn't have come out good mm -hmm. like the fish market scene we shot at the real fish market at the real time of the sale which is like super crazy. And the crew couldn't understand the craziness that happens in this 15 to 20 minutes at the fish market. It's like a super loud auction. 
And they couldn't understand. And we were like, me and David were like, Alex had been to the fish market and he had seen the sales happening, so he knew. But most of the crew and the extras were like, yeah, so we see what happens. So we're there like from 10 in the evening, quiet, quiet, nobody's there and we're shooting, shooting. And then he's like, now we have 20 minutes to shoot as many scenes, the same or slightly different and whatever, when the real sale is happening to get the real action and noise and whatever. And they were like, yeah, maybe a bit busier, but you know, and when like the auction, the bell rang at the auction, at the market and the auction started and he's like, go, 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 go. And then everybody like went into character and the auction really had, the real auction was really helping because then they got into it and everybody was shouting and screaming and yelling, fighting. And it, so the extras really were helpful, like the crew understanding that I'm a non-actor, David is a non-actor. Michaela is furiously nodding her head in agreement. I'm so thrilled that you've had this experience. And I will say once again, I'm thrilled that you won this award, but I'm thrilled for the film because you've been nominated as a team, as a family for so many awards. And now, as I said, you're bringing this film home. Michaela, it sounds like Desmark was quite a character to work with. And as you said, it was a totally one of its kind experience. Michaela, as an actress, what do you take away from this story, from this experience? What is your lasting memory? As a lasting memory? <laughs> um, there are way too many for me to pick one, I guess. Um, what if I had to like try and encapsulate the entire experience? I think I, I, I just learned to be honest with work, you know, with my work. Just try to tell a story and just try to be as honest and as true to it as possible. And if your story is good enough, it's good enough. You've hit the nail on the head. It, you, you're working with a team who are doing all of this for the first time, whether Alex or Desmark or David. You're doing it for the first time. You're telling a very honest story in a very honest way and overseeing all expectations, which is incredible. What a great takeaway that is. Yeah. Desmark, what do you hope people watching the film take away from it? In Malta, there are going to be a lot of interpretations one of them being the fishing scenes. Okay, we're depicting a picture of a fisherman with the number of fish depleting, struggling to earn a living, having a problem at home with their child who's not growing enough, and needs more attention. There's a lot of ways to interpret it. We were at this particular film festival um, just last week. And we had this family who approached us and he interpreted the baby scenes. Out of all the film, he was more interested in the baby scenes just for the fact that he's a pediatrician. So the baby scenes were like super realistic. Like he's crying because you're feeling this. He's sleeping with you because he's feeling this. So there's a lot of ways the people are gonna interpret it. We wanted to show. Like I said earlier, a family going through different phases in life. So there's the problem of the families interfering in their personal life. They want to help, but in their own way. So I hope that they interpret it in a way that this is life. 
you're going to go through, especially the younger generation, you're going to go through all these struggles, but in the end, hopefully not in the way the film depicts it, um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like, you can make it. So it's much less about the fishing and much more about the human story. Yeah, I think the film itself isn't particularly trying to make a point. I just think that it's holding a mirror up to life. <laughs> I think that's all it's trying to do. It's not the depleting numbers of fish. It's about the struggle of earning a living. Yeah. In whatever way, the main, main thing we want to point out in this film, it's, it's life. It's not just the fishing. It's not just having a family. It's not just problems with your uh, mother-in-law or father-in-law. It's everything combined at one go. And then you figure out your part of the story. Yeah, and I think similarly to um, what Jess Mark's character does, many of us tend to, not tend to, um, end up kind of selling ourselves just for the sake of actually needing to earn a living, you know? I love the fact that this human story that's told through something that is so Maltese in the Maltese language, has taken the world by storm. A massive congratulations and thank you for spending the time with me today and telling me all about everything behind Lutsu. Thank you. Thank you. So I made a little fart noise with my hand. <laughs> I'm leaving that in.